0: Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason. This is Authentic Conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And today, I'm going to talk with you about a case study of dreaming with God. So if you check back the last episode, uh, we talked about you know what does that look like? What do you mean? How do you do that? And really, I want to unpack a, a dream that's just come true for me, what the process was, how we walked that through, and what the outcome is and really my goal is to encourage you in your own journey of dreaming with God and taking practical action steps in that process. So definitely refer back to last week and uh, if it's not too late to join us we're actually running a dream culture class for the next five weeks. If you want to jump on that you can email contact at heaveninbusiness.com and uh, we can jump you into that class or give you more information. So case study uh just last weekend i went on the first ever adventure retreat that we set up or i set up it involved deep sea fishing it involved a uh, special forces base uh, visit it involved four guests and it was a dream come true for me so backtrack Uh, when we first came to the states in 2008 Uh, When we started this whole process of dreaming, dreaming with God, read a book, dream culture, uh, that whole process, one of the things we were getting people to do is write down the dreams and desires of their hearts. And for me, I wrote down a bunch of things. And I don't have a problem dreaming. I am very much an ideas guy. My problem is I'd rather have another idea than follow through and discipline myself to actually do something. So that's for me personally. For me, one of the things that I wrote down I've always loved to do is go deep sea fishing. Now I imagined catching, like wouldn't it be amazing to catch a marlin or like fight that thing and that was, that was kind of the big dream. And the truth is I never took an action step on that. There's always something more important. There's always a different priority. But this process of walking this out with God, I've learned that with God, all dreams are important the big ones the small ones the funny ones the crazy ones everything is important i've seen too much to realize that sometimes it's the crazy wild fun dreams that actually open up opportunities to something next because truly god leads us with the dreams and the size of our hearts so in this process a friend of mine actually had the same dream he wanted to go deep sea fishing and literally uh, within two weeks He had a speaking engagement and they did not know his dream list, but they invited him out and it was in Florida somewhere. And they said, Oh, by the way, we wanted if you wanted to extend your trip, because uh, we've got the best of big game fishing in the world. We want to take you big game fishing. And he's like, Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Is it possible that God's been watching and just waiting for me to ask? So I love that story, but I never did anything with it. Fast forward 10 years and we've been doing executive retreats where we literally have 25 to 30 business leaders for three days in Reading. It's very much a day one. We, we get them to unplug, relax. We take them up this beautiful mountain resort, feed them great f- food, and we have a team to minister them um, what they're hearing God say. It's a wonderful kind of time to decompress, relax, and rest. Day two uh, is all around uh, getting into constraints and blockages and barriers that are holding us back in our business, in our life, in our marriage. Then day three, we put them all back together with a series of masterminds. It's very much a spiritual focus and very much integrating faith and work, and it's been a highlight of what we got to do. Well, one of the people that came through that uh, is a part of a another group that I just can't remember the name of at the moment that does a whole heap of things like that but they also do adventures for high-level business leaders. And he's like, Andy, why don't you do like, do what you're doing but add an adventure to it, like some fun trip, whether that's fishing or hiking or some adventure. And I'm like, I would love to. So this right here is where many people would stop. They'd say, I would love to do that someday. Someday never comes. Uh, I love the book of James that says show me your faith as in don't talk again about it but show me what are you going to do something happens between when I talk about it and when I write it down uh, when I commit to do this with someone else something shifts and it literally is, show me your faith so I just said to this guy I would love to do that and I was wondering God how could I move this forward what I would love to go Game fishing. How can we put it on? Now, my friend said, "I said, well, what would you what would you charge for something like that?" He's like, "Oh yeah, ten thousand dollars," and I just about choke. From where I've come from, what we've been doing, there is like, how on earth? What would that like? I'm I've got all of these excuses or reasons why that wouldn't be possible, or why that wouldn't work for me. So again, I'm up against a series of. Uh, mind blocks uh, limitations constraints in myself in order to move forward so I start to think about it some more and I realize I've got a friend in Destin Florida who has connections with everyone we'd already been fishing just offshore once caught a shark we were trying to catch something else but the sharks are crazy out there caught a shark released that I'm thinking what would it be like to do it from that base. I already have the connection. I know the hotel, Uh, this surrounding area, like a dream come true would be not just to go deep sea fishing, but also to go on the base. So I call my friend. So this is the simple action step. Call your friend. So I called my friend and said, hey Mel, this is what I'm dreaming of. I would love to do an executive retreat. He's already got a business community there. Uh, What if so it's another great question to ask yourself, what if we did this? What if we put this together? What if? And so I said, what if we combine uh, you know, fishing and a military base over a weekend, like arrive on a, a Friday and leave on a Monday? And Mel's like getting really excited about it. It's like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it together. So he, he knows the fishing broker and he knows all of the charter boats. So he connects me with that. And he goes, look, I've got a guy I'd love to talk to. So what's the point? I know a guy who knows a guy. If you will steward relationships and friendships really well, it will be ridiculous. How many people want to get on board with you because you going after something, even something that people would love to do themselves, it releases hope and joy and excitement and energy and life. This is Proverbs, hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So we gained agreement of what he would do and what I would do. He comes back to me a week later. He's had the conversation with a broker. We've got a potential boat captain. Uh, This is how much it's going to cost uh, to rent a boat for a 24 hour fishing charter, the entire boat. Uh, We go through that he's got another guy. I've got a guy on a base that could give us access. Uh, it's kind of vague at the time but literally step by step we move forward well now we're getting to the point of this sounds really really exciting I've got to build out a website landing page I've got to send out an email and I'm starting to get a little bit nervous number one I have to write out a check which is just the deposit for two thousand five hundred dollars and now I'm confronted with the reality of oh my gosh what if this doesn't work what if nobody signs up this is really expensive I've got to pay for flights I've got to confirm hotel bookings and oh my gosh like what are people gonna think when I tell people how much it is uh, what if the weather is terrible and we can't go fishing uh, and so I'm dealing with risk I'm dealing with poverty mindset I'm dealing with the fear of missing out I'm dealing with uh, the fear of all the things that I cannot control I'm dealing with the fear of rejection and right then I could stop. But one, I've got a dream. Two, I believe that God's with me. Three, I've got a friend that I'm doing it with. And for that, as I'd say to you, especially when you're stepping into something, who could you stay accountable in the process that could encourage you, that could walk with you, or who could you do that for in the process? So I just figured, let's go for it. Now obviously my wife was on board as well, and actually initially the, the plan was that she would come with me and she would just she didn't want to come fishing at all or onto the base like that just doesn't excite her but she would love to sit on the beach and then be ready for the mastermind sessions and the ministry prophetically to the guys uh, when we got to do this so I'm taking the risk we've now confirmed one of the top fishing charters in the region has got a reputation uh, we talked through what that could look like, hopping on the boat at you know, 5 or 6pm, heading on out, trawling. I wake up the next morning 100 miles offshore in the Gulf of Mexico, hopefully we're not sick. And then we, we get up, we fish in the morning, and then we come back in, and then I've arranged to have a um, time where we have, where we'd eat what we cook, and then Janine and Mel's wife Mona would come and administer prophetically to these guys talking four to six guys the next day we go into this uh, a special forces base and we turns out we've got this connection through a connection and he's he's the trainer I'm thinking this is exciting this is what I would love to do myself I'm feeling the excitement in my own life start to increase I'm like oh my gosh this sounds really cool and then we'd come back we'd have a wonderful dinner and series of masterminds in the afternoon to actually integrate what are you learning, what are the constraints and how can we overcome this. Then we debrief over breakfast on the Monday and launch people back into their life. I put it all together, it start to look amazing on the website, but I have got nobody to sign up. And so I relook at my numbers and I managed to do it for $72,500. Uh, that's $7,250. That scared me. I like now it feels much more relaxing at the time i'm like almost choking saying the amount of money for one weekend and what it would cost people but am i gonna do this or not so i just lean into the fear and the worry i talk to my friend and the one that encouraged me to do it he's like andy i'm in so at least i've got one person that says they are signed up and then i send out the first email i send it out to an entire email base it's like 1,300 emails and nothing, nothing, nothing. And as there's no response, I'm like, oh my gosh, have I heard wrong? Am i want to get my money back. It's that gap between something, you know, you've taken a risk, you've stepped out and you haven't got any evidence of traction yet. And then one person reaches out. It's like, I want to sign up. Uh, it'd be scary for me, but can my wife and I do it? And I'm like, uh, actually, this is because of what we're doing and how we're doing it, it's gonna be best suited for men only, especially this one. We are gonna do some things in the future for couples, but right now it's men only. So I had to turn down a potential client, but I send through and I've got my first sign up. I've got my first 50% deposit. It's like game on. At least I've got my own deposit. I can get that back if this falls over. But then slowly, over the next three months, one by one by one, we end up with four people signed up. Uh, Literally two weeks before we go, the fourth one. I was hoping for six, but I can make it work financially with four. And so this is lining up, everybody's excited. We get out there, the weather was perfect. You could not have had better weather. Um, Here's another thing, like just things along the way that just change, on the morning, of the event starting i get a call from one of the guys saying look i'm so sorry Uh, i was about to hop on the plane and i realized my priority this weekend is my family i'm gonna have to pull out so last minute i'm down to three people that's going to change the dynamics the mix so i've learned to just slow down pause Uh, holy spirit you knew this ahead of time it's going to be okay what could we do who could i invite instead because effectively is this someone's paid? Like I didn't say that I'd refund anything, especially at last minute to pull out. I've, I've committed everything upfront ahead of time. And so I call a couple of people around. There was a fantastic opportunity to say, hey, this is all paid for. I wouldn't require you to pay, but if you did, we'd refund whatever you paid back to the guy that paid it. I have two from two turned down. And then I think, this one other person just comes to mind. So I call them, say, hey, talk to your wife. is the situation would you be interested in coming he responds 30 minutes later and says we are in the vehicle i'm driving 11 hours from miami so that i can join you on the boat tonight like if that's not commitment what is it was this crazy so i mean the outcomes the connections of these four guys was phenomenal one like in terms of nationalities one's puerto rican staffing company one indian born IT company, one uh, born in Bolivia in a Mennonite community, now living in Texas, a diesel mechanic, and one guy from Reading who's in the mortgage business. You couldn't have picked four different guys. And then you obviously got Mel, who's a statesman, county commissioner, and me from New Zealand, now an American citizen. You got this diverse group of people. It was unbelievable the level of connection that took place immediately. There is truly something when you get people like that in a shared experience that just creates a level of connection and community accelerated, like fast, uh, the joy and the life that we got to see. Two of the people had never been fishing in their life, let alone deep sea fishing, never fishing. Uh, one of the guys never been on a boat before. So just the excitement and the joy that got to happen, the courage that, that each took um, as we caught a shark, as we navigated different things in the environment, and then watching what happened in them and in their family, in the boat captain, in Mel, and his wife, in me, and in my kids, seeing me pursue something, taking the step, taking the risk, dealing with my fears, uh, it was, truly amazing life released. So what did what did I learn and what were some of the outcomes? Well, l- one of the things I learned is be present, slow down. Uh, literally as we're out on the boat, I'm on my own standing at the back. It's beautiful. Uh, some of the, the guys are actually asleep inside and I'm just watching some of the lines and I just slowed myself down. Be aware of what I feel under my feet. What can I smell? Uh, what can I see? What sounds do I hear so I can literally capture the moment and be fully present in what is going on, not continually look on to what's next, what's next, what's next. So slow down and being present. Another thing we learned on the, on the Special Forces base, that was phenomenal. Well, here's what we learned is that the, the, the access, the guy that gave us access onto the base, It turns out, he tells us this story, he was disillusioned, he's the trainer of these guys, physical, the uh, um, strength and conditioning coach or trainer. His comment was, yeah, he was disillusioned and someone took him to a conference at Bethel Church and he went to a breakout session where this guy was talking about God with him at work. I'm like, what, that was me? He's like, yep, that's right, changed my life. it's like wow we're having more influence than I realized because of what I did in in reading it's now affected someone on a special forces base now I get to go on that special forces base encourage them and we learn so much so they bring up this word called force multiplier now I understand that from a military perspective which is when you bring in different specialties whether that's land air sea that doesn't just add, it actually multiplies the force. Well, the same happens when you bring uh, Psalm 133 uh, how blessed people that dwell together in unity. The Lord commands a blessing. Something happens when you get different people, different giftings, different abilities that then join together for a common purpose or cause. It doesn't add strength, it multiplies strength. And we got to see that happen and be open and aware of that. And then Another point I learned is just the power of two. It's not just about you. The power of my friendship with Mel, his connections, his favor, his delight in this process. It was hilarious. And what happens when you send two guys to get food for 24 hours on a boat that don't really know what we need to buy? It ends up $380 of food, of which we probably only needed about 80. So yeah, we did some things wrong, but learned and had so much fun in the process. But more than anything, I got to do it with a friend Uh, holding one another accountable just enjoying the process so learning slow down learning force multiplies learning the power of two learning I can do this again so what were some of the outcomes the God outcomes Um, four people got lit up in their walk with God and connected to one another I overcame my own fears and concerns and so many limits that I put on myself Now it's like, oh, totally we could do that. We could do that anywhere. Um, The connections that took place with Mel, with different ones, the ongoing connections with those guys, uh, it's literally a new normal, set a new normal, because we've broken through the constraints and barriers that we set in ourselves. And it's given phenomenal access into some military... Uh, bases and people that are doing a great work that we got to encourage them and change their lives because of just because we were present. There's so many more uh, outcomes and keys, but bring us back to Proverbs 13 hope deferred is a heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. If there's anything that I know looking around the world today, we need hope and we need life, and you making practical steps to go after some of the dreams and desires of your heart, it literally releases life all around you. That's happened for me, that's happened for Mel, that happened for these four people, that happened to the people on the military base, it happened to my team as I tell them all, it happens to my son when I tell him and show him the photos of what we got to do. The girl's a little bit grossed out by dead fish, but my son loves it. What's the point? The world is waiting for you to dream and go after those dreams and desires of your heart. If this has been helpful for you, I encourage you, grab a copy of the book, Dream Culture, Bringing Dreams to Life. It'll literally be like a personal coach to you to walk that through, to discover, to turn those into practical action steps, to deal with the challenges along the way, and then find somebody else that you can do this with and say, I believe in you. You know, what would you do if you were fearless? If you were 10 times more courageous, what would you go after? What would you love to see change in the world? And then just say, now let's go. I can do that with you. I will lend you my strength and encourage. And then let's do this together. So bless you. Have a great week. And we can talk again this time next week.